Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun. And scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're discussing how you can use the six pillars of intimacy to rekindle the romance in your marriage. And there's an anonymous quote that says, a great marriage doesn't just happen because of the love you had in the beginning, or we could substitute because of the way you romanced one another in the beginning, but rather how well you continue to love Mm. and romance. I had to say that. Uh, That's what we're talking about in today's episode. We're talking about romance. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity for Tony and I to to celebrate what the two of you are doing in your marriage, to share with the entire One family breakthrough or, Mm -hmm. or success that the two of you are having. And this hug comes from, um, from a post that was in the one family private Facebook group that says we are approaching 42 years of marriage. Mm. So, so did you hear that number? 42 years of marriage and living some of our best years. Now this just flies in the face of the fact that, you know, people think that the longer you've been married, like it, kind of fizzles and fades goes on to say since being introduced to Tony and Elisa and the one family three years ago the tools we have gained and the investment we continue to give our marriage has rekindled respect love and a desire to do what I can do to continue to grow we live by the six pillars as it has become the framework for our marriage it's simple and yet so profound we have completed four sex challenges right on married 42 years completed four sex challenges Let's go. (laughs) And recently we decided that each pillar is deserving of a challenge. My weakest is physical and yet it's my husband's strongest and highest desire. So that's going to be our next 30 day challenge. Mm. I love this. I'm hearing from so many people. We get, we get emails or it's coming up in coaching sessions that, that this idea that you're looking at each one of the six pillars of intimacy, that you're doing challenges around the six pillars of intimacy, that you're seeking out ways to strengthen your marriage Mm -hmm. by having this framework. It it makes it so identifiable for what you want to do and how you want to do things in marriage. So super excited for this couple. Can't wait to hear what's going to come out of their 30 day physical challenge. Mm -hmm. Physical intimacy challenge. So good. So good. Now, As Tony said at the top of this episode, we are talking about the six pillars of intimacy as a tool, as a framework to actually help the two of you rekindle the romance in your marriage. And here's why this is so important. I sit across from couples, you know, countless hours during the week. And in those coaching sessions, I often hear things like, he just, he, he doesn't romance me anymore, or she doesn't do anything romantic, or we're just in a rut. When it comes mm. to this idea of romance and, and really, you know, jumping into this particular episode came out of a coaching session I had the other day where the wife was explaining to me that her husband's parents weren't really romantic. And so his, his view of romance and what that should look like and, and how all the responses have really been shaped from and come from what he's seen in movies. 
Okay. And so, you know, it, it was interesting because my standard response to that is, I wish everything wrapped up so neatly in two hours. Yeah. Followed by the statement that I actually put on page 27 in the Six Pillars of Intimacy, the book when I wrote it, is the fact that it would be super easy for us to have amazing romance if we had a cast and crew of 276 people making sure that everything was perfect. Hair, makeup, lighting, music, food, kids not distracting, phones not going on. Like, think about it. The perfect bathtub water. All the bubbles. The bubbles. Like the yeah. bubbles at the right height, like super foamy, but not too much. You know, the, I would love that. It would be amazing. Absolutely. It'd, be, it, it'd make romancing you so much easier. Well, yeah, because like you got this whole team. Exactly. Making And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, as we, as we jump into this episode, talking about that, that, you know, what I say in the Six Pillars of Intimacy book is that, you know, marriage doesn't look like the movies. And, and particularly for this episode, we could say romance doesn't always look like it does in the movies because we don't have that team. And so it becomes, how do we as husband and wife, mm-hmm. as team of two, not 276, step into this place of saying, what does romance look like for us? How do we build it? How do we romance one another in different ways? And you, you hit it, the bullseye. Uh-oh, what did I hit? How do you guys romance one another? It's not about, it's not about how Elisa and I romance one another. It's not how your best friends across the street or at church romance one another. It's your marriage. Mm-hmm. How are you making your marriage extraordinary by the way that you're romancing each other? And that's going to take some time. It may, you may have to go back into, you know, the way back machine and, and go, wow, do you remember when we used to do this for one another? And other times you may be going like, well, times have changed. I'm older now. I'm, we've been married 40 years. What does it look like now? Absolutely. And, you know, Tony and I, we have been a couple for 28 years, married for 25. And, you know, part of my actual motivation for doing this particular episode is we have been in a season probably since late January when I started um, this apprenticeship program that I was in. It was a five-month program. And we went from from that program, which took a lot of time and shuffled my work schedule and did a whole bunch of things, to having an intense month of having to pack and move houses and, and just be very task-oriented. And I and in that we did our we did our summer sex challenge. We did do our summer sex challenge. But that was that was very much focusing on that sexual intimacy pillar. I, I don't know if I mean there are definitely things that we were romancing one another, but not intentionally. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard this coaching client say that the other day about not having a lot of romance in their marriage, it it really it was very confronting because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what does this look like? And you know. We talk about a lot of the different ways that Tony and I will come up with ideas for episodes or how that happens. And sometimes it's when we get confronted with the things that we need to actually pick back up in our own marriage. And that's really where this particular episode came from. And and I want to start as we're discussing this with what are the definitions of the word romance? Because again, it's one of those words. And as I had a, a client say to me the other day, he's like, you're really big on definitions, Elisa. And I'm like, yes, because when we're all using the same definition, and we understand it, it makes it a lot easier to execute, right? So the word romance as a noun is the feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. So that's the feeling part, right? Mm. As a verb, it means like to court or to woo. It's all the action. So 
the, the beauty of a word like romance is that it can be both a feeling and an action, which means that you can do something and you can also create something. And I don't, and I would say when we're looking at romance, there may be times when you have that noun, a, a feeling of excitement, mm-hmm. or it may be the verb where it's to court or to woo, like the candles are all set up in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Now you may walk in and it's a woo. It's like, oh my gosh, my, my spouse is courting me. You may not have that feeling of excitement. You may, it, 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 those two may come together, but do realize in that romance, you you can have both of those happening mm-hmm. or the, you know, either one of them or both. Right. It, it gets you into this place. It gives you permission to step into, okay, what does it mean to romance, right? To woo, to mm-hmm. court, to do the things that you did at the beginning, to get her, to get him, and, you know, bringing that kind of action back. And also like, what are those feelings mm-hmm. that you have? And, you know, some people will call it butterflies. Some people will call it sparks, you know, whatever you call it, like what, what it creates that. And that becomes part of the conversation. You know, we, we did a study with the one family and we were asking these questions about romance and, you know, what do husbands want? What do wives want? And this type of thing. And, and 55% of men said that they want their wives to romance them by pursuing them physically. So baby, come touch me, like put your hand, you know, it's Tony. It's, you know, put your hand on my leg when we're driving in the car. It's come up. Because it, it, in that is that. It, it, it is almost both of those going on. There's a feeling of excitement. Yeah. I, I do. I still feel like, oh my gosh, she's like, she's doing years that. years later, come and, on. And there is that woo part of it. She, it, 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 There is the that action piece to it as well. So that is a romance. And, and I wouldn't say every single time. Definitely there are times when it does. Well, but what's important to note is while 55% of the men are like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, romance me through physical connection. Only 12% of the wives said that that was important to them. Okay. And so, and really, even as I was, you know, kind of looking at these results, I think back to, you know, just when we were having a lot of the struggles in our own marriage, where you were trying to, you know, romance me through those hugs and touches. And I'm like, dude, not interested. Right. For me, it was, for you, it wasn't that it's what physical. You, it's intimacy, what you that, wanted. Right. That closeness and connection through that physical intimacy. And if you don't know that that's, and again, this is a conversation to have with your husband or your wife, right? Mm -hmm. How do you want to be romanced? Do you like, do you want to be pursued? Like have the conversation. Don't just go off of the numbers in the one family. This is just a, this is a conversation starter. What does that look like for us? You know, it's getting into the place of, you know, women, wives, how do they want to feel romanced? How do they feel romanced? How do they feel important? Make her number one on your schedule. She wants to know mm. that she has a place that, that she's not going to be an afterthought after, after work and, and the buddies and, you know, the to- chores and things like that. How do you prioritize spending time with her? And, and, you know, and this isn't like, I'm going to say it right now, this is not a love languages thing. Okay. Nope. Before y'all are like, oh, well, that sounds like physical touch and quality. No, no. We're getting into this place of saying, how do we connect? But here's where it differs. Getting into this place of saying, we both have a role in this. Right. It's not just you need this or I need this. It's like, no, what do we do? There's a reason every section or every chapter on the six pillars in the book has a section that says, what can we do? Yeah. And I'm going to say, if you have not picked up the six pillars of intimacy, the secret to an extraordinary marriage, you need to, because that is the framework. This isn't about her or him and us going against each other. This is us going 
being on the same page together, strengthening each of those pillars individually and together. So you can get that at sixpillarsofintimacy.com. Sixpillarsofintimacy.com in case you didn't hear that all yeah. as one phrase. Yeah, another interesting finding in the study was that 76% of you said that you feel that your relationship has less romance now than it did when you were dating, mm. which is really interesting because theoretically you know each other better and you have more opportunities now than you did. But here are the kinds of things that get in the way of your romance. Work issues, lack of ideas, and the little human beings that live in your house, also known as your kids. And they can be big too. Yeah, they, I mean, ours are, you know, almost six foot tall, right? One is six, over six foot. But, but here, and guys, I want you to know this too, because this was another key finding that I thought was super important. Um, romancing your wife, so husbands, this is for you. Romancing your wife in the way that she wants to be romanced. And again, you have to have the conversation with her. Emotional intimacy. To know how she wants to be romanced. Does lead to 96% of the wives who reported having an increased desire for sexual intimacy. That's huge. Let me actually say that again. That's a huge number. Understanding, husbands, understanding how your wife wants to be romanced and then doing it. It's not just enough to have the head knowledge. You actually got to take action. That's the action part of romance. For the wives that reported in the one family, that 96% increased desire for sexual intimacy. Now... An increased desire doesn't mean you're going to have sexual intimacy. It's it, but it sure in the heck Definitely increases the odds. your chances of having that. Now, here's what happens on the other side of the marriage bed, and wives, you need to know this. This is huge, and I hear this so often in coaching sessions. Romancing the way that your husband desires leads to 94 percent of men having increased confidence. In like like. You know, in, in a very healthy way. It's the puffed up chest. It's walking around with his head held high. It's knowing that he can literally go out and conquer the world because you see him, you touch him, you validate him, you encourage all of those things. And it won't just impact what happens in your bedroom or what happens in your home. It will impact how he shows up in mm. the world, how it shows up in the workplace. This isn't just this like loosey goosey topic that doesn't have far reaching implications. When we talk about romance, it's looking at the fact that that this could literally shift every aspect of your lives. Yeah. It's, wow. It's so important. So we need to talk about how you can bring both romance, the action, right? Romance, the verb, and romance, the feeling, the noun, into your marriage. And we're going to talk about that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. 
In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're back and we're talking about rekindling the romance in your marriage using the six pillars of intimacy as your framework. You know, it's similar to how we, you know, that hug that I shared at the top of this episode where they said the six pillars of intimacy is our framework, mm-hmm. right? They said it's simple and it's profound. And that's exactly what we're going to do around this concept of romance. And the other thing that I want to point out, and I'm glad that the hug shared that it was a framework is that literally you can apply the concept of the six pillars to every area of your marriage. Mm-hmm. If yep. something's happened, if you're facing something, I mean, we, we have testimonials from people who are like, oh, well, we faced this. And then we just like, like laid out the six pillars and we're like, oh, here's how we have to go approach it. Yes. Which is so incredible. No, the first thing is, is that you need to start thinking about how you cultivate that as both an action that you do and a feeling that you have. Right. It's stepping into this place. It's not complaining. Oh, you know, I'm not being romanced or you're not romantic or any of these things. It's getting into this place of saying, wait a minute, this is a two part word. Mm -hmm. It's a noun and a verb. What, what can I do? And you know, first you actually have to ask yourself, well, how do I, how do I want to be romanced? (laughs) Cause you can't share with your spouse if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if you don't know it, like, if, because I want them to ask you, right. I want you to ask one another, how do you, how do you want to be romanced? How would you like me to romance you? But if you don't know the answer to that question, you're going to sit across from them and you're going to say these three dreaded words. You're going to say, I don't know. We have an article and I want to share this one with you guys because you're probably sitting there going, but I don't even know. We have this great article. It's called 15 Ways to Romance Your Spouse Over the Next 30 Days. Mm. So 15 ideas, 15 ways, 15 actions, 15 feelings. That's where you can at least get started. And I'll have a link here in the episode notes for you guys. But look at that. Read over it. Have it together. Print it out. That at least gets you started in understanding of going, all right, how do we cultivate this romance? Mm-hmm. And it could put you in a place where over the next 30 days, you may do a fun little challenge with one another and see what happens. Well, and even when you're reading that article, you know, you don't have to take it word for word. If there's an idea presented in there and you're like, oh, I would tweak it this way. Then do it. Do it. Yeah. The, That's a what can I do? These are guidelines. These are not like regulations. Steadfast, hard, like this is the only way to do it. And I do want to say that don't assume, you know, for the, especially for those of you that have been married, you know, 5, 10, 15, 30, 45 years, don't assume that what worked when you were dating is the same as now. This is why you have to build that emotional intimacy and have, have the conversation around it. You not only have to ask the question, but like I was saying earlier, you have to do what they say, mm-hmm. right? Take action romance them, woo them, court them, do the things that they said are important to them. Why? Because you love them. And here's what happens. And a lot of my coaching clients have heard me say this. Um, Feelings don't change until the actions do. So if you want to feel more romantic, y'all need to be taking actions to be more romantic. Mm -hmm. This is is where, and I can tell you 100%, this is where Tony and I, and I actually won't include him in this. This is where I've dropped the ball. I just haven't 
I, I have allowed myself to become distracted with a lot of the other tasks and things that we have going on. And I haven't participated in the action of wooing my husband. And, it, and we've been in this season. And that's not an excuse. I, I am owning my responsibility here. But it's like, oh, okay. Again, why did I tell you guys we did this episode? Because I needed a little kick in the pants to say, okay, step up and do your actions. Now, when we look at the six pillars of intimacy framework, let's start talking about what romance looks like in each one of the pillars. And if this is your first exposure to the six pillars of intimacy, you're going to hear all six right now um, as we talk about some different ideas on how mm -hmm. to romance in that space. First pillar of intimacy is your emotional intimacy, right? This is, this is how the two of you communicate. It's your body language. It's your verbal and nonverbal communication. And this gets into, you know, what does it look like to, to be vulnerable, to share your feelings, to have those conversations where you're just kind of like cuddled up on the couch and, and you're just talking about, you know, your dreams and your life and what the two of you mean to one another. It's, it's sending those sexy text messages. It's, you know, being in this place of, you know, picking up the phone call or leaving, you know, I, I've got a lot of the couples that I work with that for some reason, the coffee maker, maybe it's because the first thing that people gravitate towards in the morning, the, the coffee maker becomes the spot where the love notes are left. Mm. Right. But it, it's communicating how you feel about it, your spouse. And I just want to say, if that's a tough place for you and hey, it's okay. It's okay to, to sit there across from your spouse and going, I, I don't know. Like, it's okay. But you don't need to stay there. Mm -hmm. That That's the beauty of it. You, you can say, I don't know what I'm feeling, but you don't have to stay there. You can You can take action and go, you know what? For the both of you, pick up a feeling wheel, mm. a feelings wheel, I should say. Um, and I'll put a link to one of those here in the episode notes. We have one right here. Elisa pulls it out many a times with her clients. We've pulled it out. You know, when we're when we're doing a Six Pillars of Intimacy virtual experience mm -hmm. seminar, it's a helpful tool that allows you to engage with one another in your emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. And so that is a great way to just be able to go, you know what? We are, we are going to step into this place, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go deeper than the surface of uh, I'm angry. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm I mean, sad. Choosing to go deep with your feelings and, and to share what your spouse means with you. Incredible way to build mm -hmm. emotional intimacy and really build that romance around your emotional connection. The second uh, pillar of intimacy is your physical intimacy. And, you know, this kind of ties into to the hug at the top of the episode mm -hmm. where, you know, they're looking to, you know, shift what that looks like. And, you know, you can do that through, you know, the hugs, the kisses, right? What the massages, the, you know, foot rubs, all of those different non, non-sexual touches. Mm -hmm. You know, we did um, an episode a few weeks back, number 708, called They're Playing Our Song, right? Yes. You may just... Cue up the music, grab your love and just dance, hold one another and just dance around the kitchen or the living room, right? There are a lot of ways to, to surprise one another or to connect with one another through the physical touch that mm -hmm. says, because here's what physical touch conveys, the physical intimacy. It says, I see you. It says you're important to me. And it says, I want to be close to you. Mm. Now, who doesn't want to be seen, you know, touched and feel close. Like those are key components in the word romance, right? Do you see me? Will you see me enough to romance me? Will you touch me? Do you want to be connected to me? It all gets tied up there in the physical intimacy. Financial intimacy is the third pillar. What does it look like for the two of you to set aside money to be able to romance one another? 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking like big elaborate things, right? Like for some of you, romance might come, you know, in the form of like an epic anniversary trip. For others, it might be, you know what? I know my spouse's favorite coffee and I'm going to make sure once a week when I'm out running errands that there's money in the budget for me just to swing by the favorite coffee shop, bring it home and put it on his or her desk. Just a little thing. Flowers. Uh, I know many of folks who just love receiving them and also love giving them, mm-hmm. you know, and we did an episode some time ago, uh, episode 658, what you should know about giving flowers. And, and, and I think that it, that ties in with that financial intimacy because you know what? Flower giving doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't only have to be on that one day a year when everybody thinks you're supposed to buy them. Mm-hmm. I, I've been known to just roll by Vons and pick up, you know, a $7 bundle of sunflowers for Elisa to romance her, to, to show my appreciation for her, to, to let her see something and get excited about mm-hmm. it, to mm-hmm. woo her. I'll put that here in the episode notes, really cool things that we talked about in that episode about flowers and what they mean as well. It's funny how, you know, over the last 12 and a half years that we've been doing the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, we have so many different episodes that tie in, but really getting to this place where we're talking about what does it look like bringing it all collectively together here in this particular episode on Rekindle the Romance. Um, Spiritually, uh, spiritual intimacy is the fourth pillar. And, you know, what does that look like to, to pray out loud with and for your spouse, right? This ties in that emotional intimacy, but but there's something, you know, incredibly powerful. And a wife was telling me this the other day. She says, when my husband prays for me, mm-hmm. when, when we're together and he prays for me, I feel, I feel protected. I feel covered. I feel safe. Mm. And you, you combine those with just having a husband pray for a wife or a wife pray for a husband and just creating that type of environment that allows someone to feel connected, that allows them to feel like you are you are courting them just in that space, right? And being in that, like, I am doing this with you and for you. Yeah, romance takes a very different, it just looks very different, right? When we put it, when we put it up to the six pillars of intimacy, it's not what many of us would think about because of what media, movies, TV mm-hmm. shows have seen us. And we want to challenge you as we go into these last two, what does romance really look like for the two of you? In mm-hmm. taking some time this week to go, what could this really look like for us? Absolutely. So pillar number five is your recreational intimacy. This is one that often seems very, um, very easy when it comes to romance, right? Like let's go date, mm-hmm. which yes, absolutely go date. But what does it look like to try new things? What does it look like to be intentional about creating memories? Not just saying, oh, we're going on a date. I wish you could have just seen the air quotes. I just didn't air because I was like, oh yeah, clearly you can all see that. Um, but there was a season in our marriage where we, we were checking the date box, but literally we'd go to a restaurant, we'd have a meal and then we'd come home. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, we went on a date night. Yay. And there was no, there was no intentionality behind it. There was no connecting. There was no, like, there wasn't even a whole lot of conversation. So don't just go through the motions and say, yeah, we're, we're going on date night. Like, what does it look like to plan, like to get really excited and plan a date for your spouse? Like, oh, I know what we're going to do. Like, I know he loves this or she loves that. I'm going to make sure we've got reservations at this restaurant. I'm going to do this and we're going to do that. And for you, 
Like, like that's the whole courting. That's the wooing. That's the doing. So that on the opposite side, this is what's so beauty about this word romance, right? One spouse is doing the romance, right? The courting, the wooing, so that the other spouse gets, gets the noun, gets those feelings of excitement and, and the mystery of love and all. So like romance literally is this beautiful cycle that, that takes both of you. You know, and when you were saying that it was interesting because I was even thinking for us, you you know, we, we play these, these card games and and there is this, and I, and I'm just sitting here going like, you know what? There is this feeling of excitement Mm -hmm. to just play these card games, you know, because Elisa and I are sitting around during dinner here at home and, and there is just sort of like, Hey, let's get the deck of cards out. We haven't done that in a while. And, and and there is that feeling of excitement and, and I don't, and I haven't correlated that with the romance and, and, and you just saying that really made me go, oh, wow, we, we are romancing each other in those moments. Doesn't mean we're, we're, it's leading down to sexual intimacy, which is the, the final mm-hmm. pillar of our six pillars of intimacy. And yet it does add that, that, that wooing, that excitement that could a couple of days later, because we've romanced each other enough ways in different ways that it's like, oh my gosh, when we come to sex, it's like, wow, we've done all these little things mm-hmm. that have added up to this awesome moment in bed. Before I, before I just kind of close this all with the sexual intimacy pillar, you said something really important there. Romance doesn't always have to lead to sex. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super important that you, you get into this space, this place in your marriage where it becomes woven into the fabric. It's not always, well, I'm only being romantic so that that we end up in bed. Mm-hmm. It's I'm being romantic because you are my person, because I love you, because we've committed to this life together. Will it sometimes lead us to bed? Or yeah, sure. Oh, yes, 100%. Will it you know, sometimes prime the pump two or three days in advance? That is also true. Will it sometimes not lead to sex and just create like this incredible feeling between the two of us? That yeah. is also true. And so it's important that that romance become part of what the two of you do. So the sixth pillar is your sexual intimacy pillar. And when it comes to romance, I mean, this is, this is flirting and it's foreplay and it's initiating sex. It's wearing lingerie or sexy underwear, as I like to affectionately refer to as, you know, your gift wrap that doesn't get thrown away. It's making suggestions to try something new. It's being willing to explore different positions. I mean, there are a lot of different ways to, to court, to woo, to create those feelings of, of excitement around the mystery of love when you are being sexually intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, sexual intimacy is the sixth pillar. <laughs> you have five in front of it that you can also romance one another with. And it's important, like as, as the two of you go into this week, right? You're listening to this episode today, maybe you're in your car, you're out for a run. Be thinking, how am I gonna romance? Like, I understand the six pillars. How am I going to lay that framework and, and have the conversation with my spouse to say, hey, how do you want to be, like, how can I romance you? How, how can we do this? How can we bring this, you know, maybe elevate it? Maybe you've got mm-hmm. it in your marriage and you're just like, okay, what does it look like to take it to the next level? Maybe you're like, Tony and I, and we're like, huh, we've been a little lax lately. What's it going to look like to just kind of light a fire under that? Wherever you are, be thinking this week. Not just thinking, because that's the easy part, thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Take action. Be intentional and take action this week to rekindle the romance in your marriage. Yeah, that's it. You got an opportunity this week. We've laid out a number of different things for you to do. 
and look at and to decipher together. The biggest thing is stepping into your six pillars of intimacy and going, which pillar are we going to step into and really romance each other in? Maybe one, maybe two, maybe all six for some of you. But this is your week to go, you know what? We're going to look at how we romance each other. Vastly different than what we've been seen, that we've seen or have been told or what we think. You guys can have the extraordinary marriage you desire by romancing one another. So go out there this week, go do it, have some fun with one another, and let us know how it goes. Send your hug to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We'd love to hear it. We want to share it. We want to celebrate you and what you're doing in your marriage. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.